You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so C.J. Stroud, he met with the media types. There's too many questions about reflection to the players. You got you got to admit, like players, like these these players have been asked about reflection like six weeks into the season, twelve weeks, eighteen. Uh, CJ's got his eye on the prize. He's he's ready to go. There'll be time to reflect. Quite frankly, the the the, the questions that you're going to ask after the season, they've already been asked probably like a thousand times this year. So we can just we can just save ourselves that. Uh, but CJ met with the media. I think he was asked about the Browns once. Um, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> here was <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, here was CJ Stroud uh, meeting with the media types in anticipation of Texans versus Browns Saturday at NRG. Yeah, uh, they're they're a great team. Uh, I'm excited for this matchup again. Um, I think. They're, uh, yeah, they're the number one defense for a reason. You know, they do a lot of special things. Starts up front. Uh, of course, Miles Garrett is one of the best players to ever play this game, and he proves it week in and week out. And um, their linebackers do a great job. Six is a great linebacker. He's a great player. Um, and then on the back end, they do a good job of, of having sticky coverage and things like that. So um, there's got to be on an A game, execute at a high level, and uh, I'm excited for the matchup. So you're one of some of the veterans. Tell you about the difference between, like, you know, week five and this week in the playoff game? Uh, they say there's no difference. It's just what you make it. Um, and for me, I, I think that that's one thing that um, I can appreciate is the honesty, you know, just not blowing things up uh, with them. Like, they're always going to be honest with me and not tell me something's bigger than what it is or lesser than what it's going to be. It's just football. Like, just be yourself is what they always tell me. So um, I've played in playoff games before, big games, and um, the less that you put pressure on yourself, the I feel like the more you just execute and do your job, then that's when good things happen. CJ, you've had a phenomenal rookie season, but there's still some naysayers out there. What do you say to them heading into this game? Uh, say, say what you want. You know, it's just, I don't know. I can't tell somebody how to feel. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, I do, I'm going to do my job as best of my ability. If you like it, like it. If you don't, you don't. Most people just say stuff so, to get clicks and likes, and that's cool. But um, we're the ones out there. We're the men in the arena, you know. So um, I don't really care, to be honest. And I respect everybody's opinion. And whatever it is, I'll, I'll get better. Whatever you guys think I need to get better at. Uh, really, it's just ultimately what my coaches and teammates want, you know, and winning games. That's what matters. And then the past nine months and everything you've done and being able to help turn around this team in just one year. Could you just – I know you have bigger goals, but could you reflect on what you've been able to do for this team in your first year? Yeah, I really haven't put no thought to it. Um, I've kind of just 
gone week to week, so I don't really, I don't think I really can, to be honest. I mean, it's been cool. It's been a long, long year for me. Been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of growing, a lot of learning, not only as a football player, but as a man and as a person. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm truly just grateful and, and blessed to be in the position I am. Um, but I'll probably start reminiscing whenever uh, <laughs> February comes around or whenever our season ends, you know. So um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, though, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of everything that's happened to me this year. See, we didn't, we didn't get to really talk to you after the, the Jets game because of the profession and everything. But that was sort of the last time with you leading the offense that the offense didn't necessarily have this. It's the best day. I, I was curious if there was anything from that from that day that you learned um, from, from your time away. If there's any like lessons y'all able to apply and things y'all able to improve upon from that. Yeah, we are. Um, we really haven't. I mean, I haven't put any thought to it. I was more so focused on my recovery and things like that. So, um, whatever issues there were, we got them fixed, and that's really all that matters. Hey, you and, uh, go ahead. Hey, CJ, um, from the outside of the game, it seemed like you and Coach Domingo Ryan's have a very strong bond. Um, you guys were developing that bond. How about you guys just based off the fact that you two guys share the same thing and uh, along the same line? How much of that, you know, kind of transpired and we can see in the locker room today? Yeah, it was one of the first things that we actually talked about uh, when I got drafted. Um, I was in his office, and he was um, going over a scripture. I don't remember what it was, but it was something um, along. I think it was about just, like, staying steadfast and just staying, like, on your course. And that just resonated into, like, what I was going through at the time. So it was just cool to see, like, a coach open about open up about his faith, you know, and not um, not shy away from it. So it was cool just to kind of bond over that. And uh, we have a really similar mindsets, I feel, of like how bad we want to win, how bad we, we – I mean, how hard we work, um, the, the focus that we know that it takes to win games. Uh, we come from winning cultures and, and, and winning teams. So uh, really, it was, it was really up to us to get this team going, you know. And it's not just not on us, but uh, we're – I think we're two type of people that we're going to put pressure on ourselves uh, just to make sure things get done. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I appreciate him because he always holds me um, to a standard, and, and I know I hold him to one, but he's always met that standard. I've never had to question anything, and it's been really cool to learn and, and grow with him. Um, just as a, um, as a fan of uh, football, if you grew up watching the playoffs, it's like you now have the opportunity that five teams on the league don't have, and also the opportunity at home to yeah, it's super cool. I can't wait to see NRG and how loud and, and excited the fans are going to be. Um, I'm really excited to play my first playoff game, of course, and it's been a goal of mine since I've been a kid. I've always watched it and things like that, like you said. So I'm really excited and, and um, just ready to roll. All right, there you go. That's C.J. Stroud uh, here on Sports Radio 610. Uh, interesting things to say. Call Miles Garrett, one of the one of the best players to ever play the game. I like Miles Garrett. Is he – there yet? Is that where we're at? I, I, I mean, I, I th- yeah. I think he's one of the biggest physical freaks. I think he's one of the five best players in the league right now. But yeah, okay. He's I mean, been I, doing it a while now. No, man. I'm not questioning. I'm yeah, just saying. He's okay, been doing it a while now. Whatever, whatever he says. All right. <laughs> I mean, he knows better than me. I, I, I do think that uh, that's the appropriate amount of respect to give him. For better sure, more than less. Uh, so I appreciate that. And he, and he he's probably not wrong, uh, especially with how much he can move around. Uh, another thing. And I, I don't know. I know that C.J. Stroud had some doubters uh, in the draft, like leading up to the draft. But uh, he was asked about – Hold on. Uh, I'm looking underneath this table here. There's this cover. 
Nope, no naysayer there. Yeah. Let me look behind the curtain here. Nope, no naysayer who, there. Who is a C.J. Stroud naysayer right now? Who are these freaking naysayers? I, I'm trying to figure that out because I, I know, like, yeah, you can go on Twitter and find and probably find some, like, naysayers. I did. And, and, I couldn't. And we were both, like, I, we were both Bryce Young guys, um, and, there, and there were people that were questioning C.J. Stroud and stuff. But even, like, the criticism, like the Brady Quinn, you brought this up. He said that C.J. Stroud was his QB, two. Like, he, he said that he still thought he was the QB, two, uh, even when he said what he said. I, I do not know. I have not seen. the, 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 the But he the, was asked, like, now. Yeah. You still have some naysayers, and I don't know, I don't know who those naysayers are. There I, are none. The, I don't, like, the, 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 the only naysaying that I've seen, and this is like, a, this, this kind of puts in perspective that he doesn't have any, was Stephen A., who said he's not going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. That's not naysayer. That's, that, that's, that's giving you two playoff games, yeah. two playoff wins, one or two playoff that's wins. two playoff wins. Look, and, and look, we're not the, the media police or yeah, anything we kind of are sometimes. like that. Sometimes we, we will give our opinion, and, and, and now is one of those times. I realize midweek content can be difficult. Not during a playoff week. That's true. But, but I, I realize that it can be difficult. But, what but the, it might, I don't even know if it's going towards any content. But this is actually like this is the ultimate straw man of all <laughs> straw men. I don't, I don't think I've some, ever seen a more beloved NFL player like at his this most point than harsh, His harshest critics, Colin Cowherd, which I believe was unfair he's on kind the of anyway. He's, he's on board. Uh, you mentioned Brady Quinn. He's on board. Stephen A., he's on board. This national media, I went, I, like, I, it, it, it irritated me so much. I don't think much. CJ has any naysayers Because I'm this like, point. does he have any naysayers? I, went to, I haven't seen I went it. to ESPN. I went to Fox Sports. I went to Yahoo. I went to Deadspin. I even went on Reddit. I went on, uh, uh, what was the other one? Another website. Every single headline about CJ Stroud was just raves. I, and, and maybe, like, in the Twitter streets, but my, but my thing is, C.J. Stroud stays off the Twitter streets, so I yeah. wouldn't bring, like, Twitter streets to C.J. Stroud. I, I don't know these naysayers. I, I think he's the most beloved. He's arguably the most beloved athlete in sports right now. I remember I was walking around. I was in Florida um, for Thanksgiving, and I was, I was walking around. I had, I had my Texans hoodie on. Um, I was with my wife and baby, and I'm walking, and this, this bro comes up to me. He's probably, like, 21 years old. Uh, he's like, he's, he's got his, he's, he's a frat daddy. He's got the backwards polo hat. He's with a bunch of yeah. sorority chicks and stuff. And he taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> he goes, CJ Stroud's the effing man, bro. <laughs> and I, that's in Florida, Boston, CJ Stroud, yeah. like everybody. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that there's a, a single like naysayer for CJ Stroud at the moment. Now you can go, you can go online and find it, but I don't. I don't think I, I've ever. I seen. actually did. I'd like search. I was like, even Twitter, like the Twitter mobs, were like very compliment. Like, by the way, he got the PFWAA, the Pro Football Writers Association, local good guy award. So the local guys, you know, say he's that good. Um, I, I, like Mike Florio is on board, and Mike Florio hates air. You know, sometimes uh, depending on his mood. Uh, this is this is bizarre. I mean, hell, if it gives him a chi- an imaginary chip on his shoulder, great. But there are or no just naysayers. An imaginary, like, what did I do? Yeah, there are no naysayers. Who's questioning this me is, at this, this point? This is wild. So uh, Tyler just uh, sent in Tyler Milner uh, from the uh, the drive. Uh, he said that he needs to get one of those Jalen Milrow shirts that Reese Davis talked about. The uh, length shirts. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Now, Jalen Milrow had naysayers. 
Yes, he did. There's no, there's no naysaying when it comes to, uh, to C.J. Stroud. I, I, I'm blown away by this. We got to do better than that. I mean, we, we, there, there's much more to talk about as we've been talking about just the game and stuff. Um, but I, I, I can't find one. I, yeah. I don't know where this came from. Yeah, don't see it. Uh, we will uh, hear. Oh, f- by the way, uh, also, <laughs> speaking of which, AFC Player of the Week just announced was C.J. Stroud. Yeah, second time he's gotten the, mm-hmm. uh, the honor, week nine. Uh, he was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week uh, as well. So how about that? Uh, C.J. Stroud uh, plays 15 games, and in two of those games, he's not the AFC Rookie of the Week. He's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I would say that's pretty damn good. I have a conspiracy theory for you. Okay. I like and this em. could be I like involving perhaps one of C.J. Stroud's the naysayer-free C.J. Stroud, one of his biggest assets. Okay. Bobby Slowick. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams hates Houston, right? Oh, I was thinking of this yesterday. The owner of the Tennessee Titans, thinking. Amy Adams Stank, the stanky one. Yeah. Do the stanky leg. She is very petty when it comes to Houston, correct? Very petty. The Tennessee Titans are not going to be hiring coaches like on the top of the list, regardless of what she says. Like, it would be shocking if Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh arrived in Tennessee, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a little bit? They surprising? wouldn't want to, as we mentioned in a couple segments ago. They wouldn't want to uh, because of the dysfunction of the organization. Okay. So she also has a general manager in Rand Carthon, right? Yep. He, uh, Where's he been? He was in San Francisco. That's right. He has a history with Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Yep. Who, not high on the coaching list, but he is a name. He is a big part of what Houston's doing. Amy Adams has been trying to stick it to Houston, and he has a history with the GM. What if old Amy decided she wanted to call old Bobby Slowick? Can see it happening. Now, D'Amico, D'Amico says you got to be selective uh, if you're Bobby Slowick. That's what that's what D'Amico. Well, that said means yesterday. that means don't go to Carolina is what that means. Uh, I I think it's it's in play. Keep in mind, what if Bobby Slowick liked Will Levis? That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't think he does. And by I don't think so, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, but, (laughs) but that doesn't mean he doesn't think he's a prospect, especially after seeing him one year, uh, in, in the NFL. But, but there's also this, you know, we, we get on Bobby in Tennessee doesn't seem right. It would feel awful. It would, it would stink. Big ball cap on the side, but keep this in mind. You can talk about Ben Johnson all you want, and he's getting a lot of looks, you know. Uh, from the, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, by yes, the way. Yes, and, and the, their D.C. is getting a lot of looks. Aaron, Aaron Glenn, Glenn, former is, Texan. He's getting a lot of looks. Jet? Where, where, no, where did, I knew he was a Jet. He, went, he played somewhere in college. I don't remember. A&M. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you believe and, me. And, you believe me. And, and, but when you think out, outside of those two guys, Bobby Slowick is – practically on their level as ready as far already as far as coordinators being mentioned like he's been mentioned for three jobs already so this whole thing of bobby slowick ain't leaving and we get that a lot on the text board seven one three five seven two four six ten shout out to the loophole shout out to the people on youtube i, and I Twitch can too. i can respect your opinion 
I just that's usually usually by the way, whenever someone says I respect your opinion, it means they don't respect your opinion, especially right now. All right, go ahead. Because because as much as I can say I respect your opinion, even though I don't, um, <laughs> that that doesn't matter. Like like y- yes, he in a perfect world he would stay here, and we would you know we would have all kinds of wins and championships, and you know all kinds of roses and butterflies, and you know cool things happening to us. But the reality of the NFL world is you want to become a head coach. You want to become a head coach. Man, I don't know, though. Like, it, it, you do got to find the right spot. Right. Not Carolina. Tennessee is, is dysfunctional, and I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. I certainly don't think the proven NFL coaches are going to want to go they there. They have a lot of cap space. But, they, but for a first-year, first-timer like that, maybe. Especially with someone, when you already know Rand Carthorn, you know, who you worked with in San Francisco. So possibly, um, I think it's probably a year too early, but I don't think it's off the table. Washington, hell, he's worked in Washington. They're they're going big. They're going to try, and they probably have a better shot no, at. They're going big. Yeah, they have a better shot at. They it. They might but, end up with Mike Vrabel, but that that's a possibility. Or uh, New England's obviously, but we don't know that Belichick's gone yet. I think Vrabel would be good in L.A. with the Chargers. Let someone else handle the offense, and just all of a sudden. Oh, he's got Bosa and Go all to them. work, yeah. 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 How many phone calls do you think his agent's gotten? Yeah, a bunch. Coming up, are we holding on to hope in the wrong place? Is it time to focus on the D? Paul's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, so we're waiting for this injury report to drop. The Texans 
They got a lot of guys on the list, man. There's there's a lot of guys who did not practice yesterday, did not participate at all. N- names that we saw last week, but but there's two areas that we've focused on the most, uh, and that is the defensive ends, Jonathan Grenard, Will Anderson, mm-hmm. and Jerry Hughes. And I think even more so, we've – talked about and we've heard concern over the wide receivers uh robert woods noah brown neither of which who practiced it does seem that when when these conversations are being had and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong seven one three five seven two four six ten but but it does seem like a, a large portion large chunk large piece of pie of the dialogue uh is focused on the wide receivers specifically Noah Brown and Robert Woods. Yeah. Are we looking in the wrong places, John? We are. Yeah. Remember Urban Cowboy looking for love in all the wrong places? I don't. I never heard of that. Uh, I, I thought Urban Cowboy was like a bar or maybe a store. It was no Gillies idea. was the bar. Urban Cowboy. Yeah, no idea. Big time song in there was looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for worry in all the wrong places. Looking for concern in all the wrong places. I'm not saying you're totally wrong because I'd love to have the receivers here. But in terms of importance... I think a lot of people are looking in the wrong spot. Like, those when, when Will Anderson uh, had to play so much, I think he had 31 snaps, and that's so much considering he had an ankle sprain. He had 12 snaps the week before. I, I, don't, think they were planning on, uh, I don't think they were planning on playing him ho- a whole lot, but he did because Jerry Hughes got hurt. So that means Jerry Hughes is out, at least until we find out today at, at practice to see if there's any progress. Uh, Jonathan Grenard has been out. Uh, and, and, and certainly, you know, they they have Will Anderson, John Grenard, Jerry Hughes. They've, I like Derek uh, Barnett. I, I think he's been a, a great addition. That pixie dust we always talk about has worked the on D'Amico him. The D'Amico Ryan's pixie dust. Yeah, the, the D'Amico Ryan. But you have to have in this game more than anything. I think you have to have these ends play more so than the receivers. And let me explain that because I know that sounds ludicrous. We've seen Nico Collins on the road against the Colts. Not the best defense in the world, certainly not the Browns, but nevertheless. Not the best secondary. They got a good front yeah, seven. Yeah, a good front seven. Right. Um, you know, just to, to torture them. So I think with CJ, and we said this after the game, it's always a CJ game. I think, you know, if you get one of these guys back almost full speed, even if you don't, maybe get something out of like, you know, Schultz or, or whomever, Brevin Jordan plus Nico. You can we've we've seen C.J. Stroud thrive even without his receivers. This defense can't thrive against Joe St- uh, Flacco without their edge rushers. Flacco's a statue, man. I mean, I know everybody talks about well, he moves around. In the does problem. that make you need him less? Need the ends less? Uh, no, you need him more because you want to disrupt him. You want to sack him. You want to bat down passes and, and all he that. He fumbles a lot too. He's and on, he fumbles. Uh, I a heard lot. Seth uh, talking yeah. about he's only lost one. I think he's fumbled four in times in terms of like five games. Like absolute game changers. You need your defensive edge rushers more than receivers. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know because we've seen this defense without Will Anderson. We've seen him without Jonathan Grenard put put together some pretty good performances. Have and you in, seen him without all three? Uh, no, yeah. I have not. But yeah. I, I've seen I've seen them at different times without those guys perform at a, a at a high level. So. I get what you're saying. I I I would I I look at the Indianapolis game and I see two catches for a combined 11 yards. Yeah. With the receivers not named Nico Collins, and I also look at Noah Brown, who's had seven meh 
games, but three really huge games, three games really where you really, really needed Mm -hmm. uh, the performance that he gave you. I've seen that. Uh, Robert Woods, the experience factor, especially in the playoffs. I – I, I'm, I get what you're saying with the ends. I, I also think that when it comes to the ends, I think a lot of people, and I'll speak for me, I won't speak for a lot of people, I think a lot of people are assuming that Will Anderson is going to play no matter what. So yeah. th- that's, the, that's the thing is that Will Anderson is going to be out there no matter what. So you're, you're not as concerned. The wide receivers, it, it feels like there's a possibility of both of those guys missing once again. Mm-hmm. I don't know what effectiveness Will Anderson's going to have. Yeah, I don't know how he felt after that Colts game. I, I would imagine he was sore. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a. I'm not a football player. But I. I mean, the, the way that the, the increase in snap count, the increase in, in intensity. I'm, I'm doubting Will Anderson feels awesome. Now you might disagree with this, but one thing that that I that I kind of subscribe to is what do they? What does? Playboy. What are they happier with? Playboy. Uh, <laughs> Like, what are the Browns happier with? The Texans missing three potentially uh, edge rushers or two wide receivers? I think they're happier that they're missing three edge Oh, for sure. The, from the Browns' perspective, yes. for sure. So that tells you something right there because their offensive line is a mess. They've lost three starting tackles for the season. They have Garen Christian starting at left yeah, tackle. He's not good. He's been cut by four teams in three years. Yeah, he's not good. They want the edge rushers not to play. I think they want them not to play more so than the receiver. And I think the other thing to, to add to your side of things is the ceiling and the potential impact, like the big-time impact, despite the, the three big Noah Brown games. Mm-hmm. More, than, more than often, it's, it's average when Noah Brown's out there. And with Robert Woods, it's, it's been okay. Yeah. Jonathan Grenard had 12 and a half sacks. Yeah, exactly. Will Anderson uh, led the league or, or was top five in the league in pressures and uh, in, in double team rate. So the guys that you're talking about, um, their, their, it, their potential impact and their potential ceiling as far as impacting the game is a lot higher than the receivers. Yeah. Even, even as much as CJ could use as many, as many options as possible. Yeah, they're, they're like, what do we have to do? Because here's the other thing. They didn't run the ball for squat against the Texans uh, uh, in the first meeting. So they're, they're sitting there going, what do we have to do to protect uh, Joe Flacco and be able to take these shots that he's really good at? Oh, they're helping us. They got three guys that are potentially out. No, nah, man, this is this is like Christian was cover, co- cut by the Texans, who don't have the best offensive line in the world, twice. Yeah. <laughs> he was cut by the Texans twice. Yeah, he's been back So you got to have these edge rushers to exploit that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you make a really good point, and and I think uh, I think we've we've covered a lot of ground on it from from the upside to the uh, to the need. I, th- I think both sides uh, text line seems pretty pretty split on this. I, I, I think you've you've at least uh, you, you've laid out a good case. Uh, but but let's be honest, it, in, in football, a lot of people are just going to be focusing on offense. So yeah, you know, you look at the uh, the receivers: Landry Locker, John Lopez, uh, Figgy Fig with you, Texans uh, versus the Browns. Uh, on Saturday at NRG, there's a, there's a couple of things um, from a uh, fan perspective that are kind of getting my attention when it comes to the Texans, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Uh, 
you seem like you've got something out there. Nah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I think it prepare needs to yourselves, loopholes. I mean, we're a show of the people, right? <laughs> prepare I mean, we're, yourself. We're a show of the people, right? <laughs> we are. So I, I, I think there's, there's two things that I, I want to talk about when it comes to Texas. Number one, um, the price of the tickets, and this is not, you know, I'm, I'm sure they would love us to just send you to the website and say, hey, go get your tickets for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You, you, you say, someone else can do that. Do you what What do you think about the the prices of the tickets right now for the Texans? Are they getting a little ahead of themselves? I'm I'm looking at my uh, just I'm looking look at, at the my minimum. ticket Don't look master. Yeah, go to Ticketmaster. I'm, I'm, I'm my Ticketmaster. Figgy, what, right what do now. you think about these prices, man? I, you're going to be honest too. I think they okay. I mean, it's a playoff game. The 150 upper deck, I can get down. I, I was yeah. seeing 250, and I'm like, man, that's a big difference. The, having the one, like even, even you can go up to 175, even. And, and some people will say, well, that's expensive. These are lifelong memories. That's that's what a sporting event is. Mm-hmm. When when I saw the two on like in the in the sixes, like in the middle, I was like, brother, you got to keep that at one, even if it's 199.99, and even if there's fees like crazy, you got you got to keep the uppers in the ones at least right now. At least right now, but it is—I mean, it is a lifetime memory. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not so sure. I agree with you. I mean, do, do you remember your first game? First game ever, NFL? Yeah, your first. Oh, game. It was unforgettable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Earl like, Campbell it, against the Rams. Yeah. Isaiah Robertson made his yeah. chest cave in. Yeah, like your first big football game. I remember, I remember my dad drove me down to uh, Texas versus Colorado. Man, Ricky Williams. I think he was a uh, sophomore at the time. They just won the Big Twelve championship game. Uh, I mean, you you don't forget these memories. These types of memories do not get forgotten. So, I can under like the the pricing thing, the taxing. Uh, okay, you're okay with those prices? Of course you are. I mean, you just sat <laughs> you just sat in ten thousand dollars seats at the national championship. <laughs> so I'm asking the wrong guy. No nah, man, no, nah, I'll, I'll just get figures. I don't need your opinion they're, on this. They're worth what uh, people will pay. I mean, that that's commerce, man. That's that's what it is. But the lifelong memory thing. C.J. Stroud's first ever yeah, playoff it's game. It's expensive. Like lifelong memories can be expensive. They can be they can be inexpensive, but they can be expensive. But I do I, I do feel like you know uh, near two hundred is fine. When I when I start seeing the for some reason like people who people who live not not like people like Lopez who never even know when the direct deposit hits. Good lord! But like people who. Actually, like this is like disposable income. The, you get paid this. Week? The difference between the one and the two <laughs> is, uh, is 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 big, man. The difference between the one and the two. This week or next week, we get paid. <laughs> so, one more thing I want to address, and, and this could be me being uh, you. A li- nah, just a little bit. Like I don't know. I don't. I I, I can't get. I I can't get mm-hmm. a answer on this. I'll give you an answer. No, you can't. I, I promise. You can't. I've tried to find it. I'll pro- I promise. I need someone over there to help me. Send me a text. Y'all mm-hmm. have my number, please. Oh, gear? Where is the AFC South gear? I know it was a surprise. <laughs> I don't expect it to be on standby like when the Astros win the ALCS because we didn't even know it was going to be a possibility. Yeah. I've had people tell me that they didn't even have it at the team shop yesterday. Now, my question is, did they sell out or what? Because I could order a damn Box of pins from Amazon. Yeah, I'll be here this afternoon. And it would have been there this afternoon. How in the hell does the team shop not have AFC South gear on a Tuesday? Furthermore, there are fans who ordered it that 
that are being told that they're going to get it at the end of this month. Who the hell wants to rock a division you could be title? An AFC title. It should be on clearance by then. <laughs> it should be on clearance you can in get four it at weeks. TJ Maxx is yeah. where you'll get it. Yeah, this should be a Ross. <laughs> this, this should be a Ross rack by that point. By the way, tickets is as low as one hundred and twelve dollars. There right you go. Now. That's a deal right there. One hundred and twelve. Yeah, go get them. Seventeen. Okay, so that's good for a playoff game. Yeah, is that yeah. Ticketmaster? This is Ticketmaster. This is my app, man. Okay, right okay. here. All right. One hundred eight. One hundred eight is yeah. one hundred. Man, get. What's that website? Sec- you know what I'm going to do with that? We'll do what I should have done. What is it? It's uh, Ticketmaster. It's the app. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com for yeah. the uh, Houston, Texas. But this AFC South Championship gear is driving me nuts, dude. It was a surprise. I get it. You got to get the, You got to get that going. And come on, guys. I, I tried to call the team shop yesterday. Can you answer my phone call? <laughs> well, I've called I- you eight times now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. All seriousness, and we're just being fair here. Someone dropped the ball. Like, I don't care if it was a surprise or not. Yeah, it should have been there yesterday. The yeah, it should have been there yesterday yeah. and maybe Monday. Yeah. Like, it, like even when it was, like, that, that gear should be there. Like, that's y- – y- y'all got to have a little more kick in your step. This is yeah. a fun time, and, and, and I can't even go get some AFC South gear. So, so let me know. Don't, don't give me this tweet where, hey, we're going to give away a, yeah. lucky, a lucky person we'll a cap. We'll get it to you in February. We'll, get a, we'll give a lucky person <laughs> a cap. Now, tell me when the hell I can go buy it, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usually someone who, like – minimizes division titles as the week's gone on i've i've transitioned into someone who uh dude these tickets aren't bad yeah okay they're getting better they're getting better there yeah. you go yeah get your butt to Ticketmaster. these are some good prices right mm-hmm. there i'm gonna have to buy me a couple yeah honestly goodness gracious almost make me a lifelong memory <laughs> ticketmaster.com to get those tickets uh afc south championship gear i have no idea your guess is as good as mine okay <laughs> They're, 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 they're dropping the ball on they that. They really have. I mean, honestly, I, I, I could go to Amazon right now and say, hey, um, you know what? I, I could really use a pair of purple socks. I would have that by the time I got home. I got bird feed in four together. hours yesterday. Yeah, I quit taking it for granted. Yeah. Bird feed. There you go. See, I got bird hours. feed in four hours. Come on. Coming up, D'Amico Ryans has advice for Bobby Slowick, but he might not have a voice to give that advice the hits are lit next live from the twin peak studios sports radio 610 presents in the loop with john lopez and landry locker all right the hits you already know they're so dang lit. playing all the hits these are the hot stories of the day you're listening to in the loop with houston's sports leader sports radio 610 do you get offended when people call Joe Flacco old? Like, does that offend you as a senior citizen? <laughs> like, as a senior citizen, does that offend you? Where did this come from? I'm just asking because we're going to hear from Joe Flacco. Okay, in a is a like, senior citizen as someone with an with, that is a longtime AARP member? Does oh, that well, I'm you? not. Uh, I've always considered senior citizens 65 and over, and I'm not 65. Uh, but uh, technically, I am 55 and over, which some people do. Do you consider senior citizens over 55? No, no, no. Well, no. then, I'm, I'm just, what I'm, are you I'm, doing? I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> um, but I, I think about, you know, when, when we talk about athletes and we say, you know, this guy's old, this guy's old. Well, man, Joe Flacco's about the same age. Yeah. Uh, and Isn't he your age? Yes. Yeah. But the, the, thing that I, the thing that I do find interesting, could I interest you in a fact? Yes. Joe Flacco, on the day that C.J. Stroud was born, Mm-hmm. Had his driver's license. CJ was seven when he played in the NFL. <laughs> CJ was seven years old when his rookie year. Think about that. Joe Flacco was an 11 year NFL vet when CJ was a senior in high school. Yeah. That, my friends, mm-hmm. is wild. 
Now, what does Joe Flacco think of C.J. Stroud, though? Here is the Browns quarterback. The Some would say old one. Some would say still a spry chicken. Here is Joe Flacco about that. talking about C.J. Stroud. I've only gotten to watch him a little bit, but he's been really impressive just, you know, just from afar, like in terms of his decision-making and the way everything's kind of looked. Like, you can tell he can throw the ball, um, but it seems like he has a lot of arm talent, and the impressive part is the fact that he's been able to make really good decisions all year. So a lot of credit to him for sure. Dude, he seems like he's glowing. Does Joe Flacco just seem like he's the happiest guy in the world? Did right he used now? to always sound like that? He's uh, always been a good guy. Yeah, but he was always, but he wasn't like he didn't have this much kick, this much oomph. Like he's he's just loving being up there, man. He he is. This is a great, like people say, what a great story, what a great story. I think it's an example of like renew renewal. Yeah, like he's just renewed. Well, you think it's yeah. over, and then you get another opportunity, and you yeah. maybe you weren't even. Do you appreciate it more? Like, let, let me put it this way. Like, do you appreciate it more if you're obsessing over getting back in the NFL or if you were somewhat content yet still staying in shape but not obsessing over it? Like, what, 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 make, what makes you – do you think Joe Flacco – because I, I think he would have been fine had he never played again. Yes. And, and now he's back. Yeah, I mean, he obviously stayed in shape and he still loves the game. It's, it's clear and he still has a little bit left in the tank. But – do you think the fact that he was content does that make you does that make you more of a danger to your opponents? The fact that you were content, or does or, or does if you were just foaming at the mouth and dying to get on the field, does that make you more dangerous? No, absolutely. The first thing, absolutely. Like it's not even like he can he can feel any pressure. Like even if if they get worked this weekend, Joe Flacco is the story's not going to change. He's the definition of house money. Yeah, the definition the the, the, the of it, and the, and the story is not going to change. I think that renewal, you can sense it in his voice. You, you can see it in his play. Uh, it, I think that's, that's what's so cool about it. Now, the last time the Texans faced the Browns, Joe Flacco did his thing. I mean, he completely dissected that Texans defense like a damn science project. Now, C.J. Stroud was not a quarterback. The defense, though, will be somewhat the same, although Will Anderson was not on the field uh, at, that, at that game. Here's Joe Flacco talking about if he anticipates massive changes from the Texans after that beatdown. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think anytime somebody plays like that, you're definitely going to go into that game and say, all right, we're not getting beat by that guy again. But once again, it, it's not my job to worry too much about that. It's my job to go out there and play on Saturday and just, you know, do what the do what the defense tells me. And you don't want to overthink it either. You know, it, it, you don't want to, you know, not, you don't want to take your head off of, of, of Amari just because you think that they're going to have some gigantic plan for him. Uh, we got to be ready for everything. I don't think Joe Flacco is going to change one damn thing. Uh, it, it, it's the same style he had in Baltimore. It's the same style he has now. Uh, he trusts those receivers. He's pretty aggressive. He'll throw it, it to you, though. And, and he trusts, He'll throw you that rock. He absolutely will. But he trusts his receivers, and he trusts his arm. Uh, how many catches, at least two that come to mind, where you thought the defense was in – the defender was in perfect position with Amari Cooper? There was one on the sideline where I was like, holy moly, it's not their day. Because he just put it right there. I don't know if it was just luck or whatever. And the defender had his arm, and it was perfect. He he's not going to change a damn thing. Uh, if you're driving around and you're waiting for the uh, the practice updates, those are coming in 13 minutes. 13 minutes. Texans will be taking the field. 
uh, in about 10 minutes, and we will know who is going to be on the practice field. Will Will Anderson be on the practice field? Will Jonathan Grenard be on the practice field? Will Noah Brown be on the practice field? Will Robert Woods be on the practice field? We anticipate Laramie Tunsil and Shaq Mason being on the practice field. Who's going to be on the practice field? We got you uh, here in 12 minutes. Open NFL coaching jobs in the NFL. My gosh, this is the first time in four years we are not involved in a head coaching search, and I love every second of it. Raiders, Chargers, Falcons, Panthers, and now the Titans uh, with the firing of Mike Vrabel are open gigs. Here's Amy Adams-Stank talking about why she did not try to trade Mike Vrabel. Was consideration given to trading Mike Vrabel? Well, yes, there was, but there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract, say, versus a player's contract. A coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it, but at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted. This was a joke. We'll revisit her whole nonsense uh, uh, again. I'm sure it was staged. It was stupid. Um, but in terms of, like, open jobs, I think the Titans is right there with the Chargers. Uh, not above the Chargers, but right there with the Chargers. The problem is this. Amy Adams drunk. It's a dysfunctional organization. We've said that here. Trust, we, we know dysfunctional organizations. We know dysfunction. That's one. And so that's what, like, I don't expect, Jim Harbaugh ain't going there. Not in this climate. Surprising. Yeah, not in this really climate. Surprising. Bobby Slowick, uh, he uh, already has two requests. Uh, the most crazy one could be in Tennessee. Uh, Rand Carthon, the general manager up there, he spent six years with the 49ers, uh, which means he was with Bobby Slowick uh, while Bobby Slowick was there. Um, Jeremy Fowler said keep an eye on Bobby Slowick and the offensive coordinator Frank Smith, who was also in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy Fowler also said it could be Bobby Slowick, it could be Frank Smith, or it could be anyone else. That's kind of how he reports. Um, but D'Amico Ryans, who was also in San Francisco, he had some advice. He might not have a voice, but he has some <laughs> advice for Bobby Slowick when it comes to accepting that head coaching opportunity. Yeah, my advice to Bobby is be selective. Right, you only get one opportunity to do it. You want to make sure you're selective and you're going to, you know, if you get the opportunity, go to a place that you feel like you can be effective. There you go. How about that? By the way, you want to hear a uh, – I never thought D'Amico Ryans would sound like John McClane uh, at the podium. You want to hear a back and forth with John – it's that question. Oh. You want to hear John McClane and then D'Amico Ryans? Who doesn't? I feel like I'm like yeah. – at. I don't know where this is. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm at uh, a remote with uh, the drive. Clint Sterner, Ron Hughley, <laughs> and I'm and I sat at the table with the posse. <laughs> here is here is uh, John McClain and uh, voiceless D'Amico. D'Amico, two years ago, teams were interested in you being head coach. You decided you need to go back and get more experience, and it worked out great. Bobby, now they're reaching out to him. What advice would you give Bobby? about after one year's call, play caller and coordinator when it comes to interviews? Yeah, my advice to Bobby is just <laughs> be selective. Right? You only get one opportunity to do it. Uh, all right, that's good. Does that, <laughs> that hurts my throat just listening to it. 
Hang, were they at a rage? To, right, they I go to you, a rage together? I, w- I want you to pick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game with Figgy too. Okay. The rest of your life, you have to have one of those voices. You have to have Horse D'Amico, or you have to have McLean. Which voice? D'Amico's isn't as bad. That's easy. It's bad, but it's not as bad as McLean's. So you're going with Horse D'Amico? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Figgy, me too. I feel like I feel like you could pull the McLean voice though. Uh, probably so because I ain't got no bass in my voice, so I could probably <laughs> pull, pull a McLean voice. I, I'll, I'll go with the McLean voice. I'm a, I'm gonna take the McLean voice. I think I think I'd go with that. <laughs> uh, Rockets, by the way, they're in Chicago. They play the Bulls tonight. Rockets, eighteen and seventeen on the season. Currently eight be- eighth best best in the West. If this were traditional NBA playoffs, there'd be that. But they're uh, they're basically in that play in. Uh, territory, but eighth best in the West. How about that? That's uh, impressive, and it's certainly it, it's a shame they're getting so overshadowed. I mean, they've played now two. They're going to play two games the same day as the Texans, same time as the Texans. At least this one, this Saturday, is not going to be at home. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Adam Spillane, by the way, if y'all uh, missed him in the 10 o'clock hour, he's actually on the trip. He's in Chicago. Okay. Uh, so he is uh, following around the Rockets. Uh, follow him for the uh, – some of the best coverage on the Rockets. Coming up, we're going to give you the update that we've been waiting for. I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm nervous. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get some uh, – we're going to get a good grasp of how things may look or may not look uh, on Saturday. Don't go anywhere. We'll give you that practice report. Uh, and we'll also hear perhaps the strongest praise that you will hear uh, about a Texans opponent from C.J. Stroud. Lunchtime next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.